0: Welcome to Shots Fired, my name is Jacob Shots. It's Friday, November 25th, 2016, and I still don't have a real job. This episode marks one week's worth of Shots Fired, and I am so excited to have that finally under my belt. Starting next week, I hope to have a website or at least some suitable RSS feed so that you can get this podcast on your devices instead of me just posting episodes singularly to Twitter. That's not really an update on Jake's current projects, but... I actually want to go back to something that I've kind of stopped working on. I mentioned a couple episodes ago a blog that I used to run on Tumblr, and I was kind of oblique about that, and I realized that that's not quite fair because it was a great project that I had a lot of fun doing, and just because I don't do it anymore doesn't mean that I'm not proud of it. So I'm just going to recap that really quick. The blog was called Offbeat Classes. The idea came from something that I was tossing around with friends I think someone else came up with the very original pitch for it, but I was the one to take it and weaponize it and turn it into a blog. The idea was to create new, weird RPG classes by mashing up a randomly generated noun and a randomly generated class. So you'd come up with things like Candle Wizard, Lightning Bard, Gravity Paladin, stuff like that. People would ask us for a class and then we would generate one but not just the class name which would be generated by a tool but we'd also give them three skills we we call them parts of a skill tree that were usually just puns wordplay about the combination of traits that we generated and then give a little sign off with a fourth pun i say we because even though it started off with just being me this quickly became untenable and from people who were big fans of the blog near its inception, I assembled the most amazing team of people that I've ever had the pleasure of working with to make this stuff regularly. We've all since sort of fallen away from it. I haven't been able to find a suitable place to keep the generator up. It was originally in a chat room, and that fell apart. I might start it back up one day, but frankly, I don't know if I have enough time for it right now. We had a blast with it. My better half ended up making some t-shirts based off of some of the character designs, and it was just a barrel of laughs working with these people to make something so cool that people could then have on their blog and say, ''Hey, this was given to me. This is a cool thing that I now have. I really like it.'' So I just wanted to bring that up, wanted to make mention of it, because I'm running out of things that I'm currently working on, which is probably a good thing, so I don't overextend. But I remembered mentioning that and saying, well, you know what, let's let's broaden that. Let's bring that up and f- to the forefront. All right, next up is your magic card art for the day. Your magic card art for the day is... I am so glad I ran into this because it is one of the goofiest pieces of art that I've ever seen. And I say that with the highest amount of love that I can give. The art is Airsats Gnomes by Ron Spencer. If you've listened to any of Talking Atlas, Bryce has a... Uh, Mimetic hatred of Ron Spencer as an artist. I don't think it's hatred I think it's more like it's more like a nemesis type situation And it's mostly because Ron Spencer has a typical kind of art style that for whatever reason chafes with some Subjects it it usually feels spiky more than anything else in places where you wouldn't expect a whole lot of spikes This image does not have that problem Ersatz gnomes, usually I give a little bit of flavor background, but I honestly have no idea what this is supposed to be. Well, that's not entirely true. Ersatz gnomes is an artifact creature. Most creatures in magic are one of the five colors of magic, white, blue, black, red, or green. They can be more than one color, too. Artifact creatures, on the other hand, are colorless. They're more like automatons than they are living creatures. And that seems fine. This picture does depict five... What look like action figures that are blasting beams of energy from different parts of their bodies? The red one's got it streaming out of his mouth. I think the black and white ones both have it out of their eyes. The black one might have it out of its ears. The green one has a beam coming out of its chest, and the blue one has one a little bit lower on the chest, more towards the stomach and behind them is a very angular cloaked figure that is casting some sort of spell through all five at once that is then being filtered through these gnomes. I said they look like action figures. They kind of remind me of some sort of tribal Power Ranger squad. I wish I could bring more understanding to this, but I honestly don't have it, guys. This gets into a quirk of early magic art where the subject was known, but the subject wasn't slotted into any other particular worldview. It was very fast and loose. You had some card designs that just didn't fit in with anything else, and you still have to make art for them. And this is kind of it. I still love this art though. It's not fitting in with any other style of card that I've seen, but that just adds to its charm in my opinion. Only in magic can I have dragons and wizards, and then whatever the hell is going on with these gnomes. All right, I can't stare at this image any longer. I'm gonna lose my mind. What's Good Online today is, again, I've done some stuff that a lot of people have heard of, and that's gonna be the case just because it's stuff that I've been paying attention to or listening to more often. Today's What's Good Online is My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era operated by three brothers. Justin, Travis, and Griffin McElroy. My Brother, My Brother, and Me is one of the podcasts that I started listening to regularly. I did a lot of YouTube videos for a while. I I watched a lot of YouTube videos. But there wasn't a podcast that I subscribed to terribly regularly. I just didn't have it in my rotation. I didn't think about it very much. But then I started watching Monster Factory on YouTube. Monster Factory is a show that... Justin and Griffin McElroy do for the website polygon.com and I got that one from movies with Mikey that I mentioned in episode one of this podcast Monster Factory is Justin and Griffin having a blast destroying the usefulness of character creators in different games It's so much fun to watch they are hilarious and they find ways to bring joy out of their misshapen creations which is always fun to watch That then led me to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which adds Travis to the mix, and the three of them are an odd squad of comedic geniuses. Though they're not quite geniuses, but they do work their ass off. The premise is that people ask questions, they want advice for their not necessarily mundane problems, but it's usually problems that aren't super consequential. This isn't, I'm having a serious spat with my family member, or there's something that I need to adjust in my relationship. It's little things, stuff that they can probably help out with over the course of five to ten minutes of goofing around on the question. Griffin also brings Yahoo Answers questions into the mix to sublimely explore that confusing side of the human condition where asking a question on Yahoo Answers is what you think will get you the best result. (laughs) These guys are funny, they're thoughtful, they're talented, and they really look out for people. Travis has been running a charity campaign to benefit all sorts of stuff called I Am Holding Your Hand, and that's been wonderful to see. And it's just fun hearing from these guys and hearing about all the projects that they've got going on, and it's probably part of what inspired me to make this. You can check My Brother, My Brother, and Me out on the Maximum Fun podcast network, maximumfun.org. They also have a Twitter handle for the show, at mbmbam. Next up, I have something that I don't have a segment for yet because it's a book, and I don't have a book segment yet, but I got a book recently and I want to talk about it. The book is Art of Magic the Gathering Innistrad, and I talk about magic a lot, but this really hits the spot of what I want to learn about my card game that isn't on the cards. Innistrad is a plane, a setting within Magic the Gathering that is all about gothic horror. At least up until a recent set where it got shifted into cosmic horror with Cthulhu and eldritch horror and that sort of thing. The art book for Innistrad delves into the backstory of locations and characters while also giving beautiful glossy prints of card art. And if you haven't figured it out already, I'm a big fan of card art. The thing about magic cards is when we're introduced to a setting, we only really get an intersection of that setting with stuff that people could probably play with. That is to say, warriors, monsters. Occasionally we'll get some glimpses of lands, but as far as society goes, we don't get a really good shot of that on most planes. The day-to-day lives, or maybe political underpinnings, Cards aren't worried about that because it doesn't depict the war that can be represented through a card game. So the art book takes it upon itself to expand your view of the particular world that it's set in. There have been two art books so far, one for Innistrad and one for Zendikar, which is its adventure world, Dungeons and Dragons world. The Innistrad art book, I got that for my birthday it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and it shows both halves of the plane, which is something that I was really looking forward to. I love the gothic horror setting, and I love the way that it is integrated into Magic's storyline and Magic's rules, but I also enjoyed the turn into Eldritch horror because it was something really new and really out there. We see Innistrad before the fall, or I guess it's The rise of these eldritch horrors. So we do get the background of these are different vampire families that are on the plane. These are the different kinds of necromancers. Here are the villages and the regions of the plane and what you can usually find there. And then it launches into, and here's how they got messed up when eldritch horror came to town. I'm still sinking my teeth into it. I did a quick flip through, and the one thing that I am very, very sad to report is that my favorite creature on Innistrad, the Gitrog monster, a giant frog that drives people insane, is somehow not in this book. I get that it's a cute little one-off character, but it got its own story on the website, and the art isn't in this book at all. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but not too disappointed to say that I can heartily recommend this book to anybody who wants to get into more magical places, or see beautiful art, or get a glimpse into one of these fantastic worlds. I'm actually going pretty quickly today. I will have you peek behind the curtain. I'm recording this late Thursday night because I will be out early on Friday morning and I wanna make sure that you can get this. So it's a little bit brisk, but we're all ready to your Twitter good follow to round out the episode. Your Twitter good follow for today is another great source for fantasy and sci-fi this is at micro sff micro SFF is short for micro science fiction and fantasy stories these are stories or glimpses into stories that are a single tweet long one of my favorite things about twitter is using the format to generate unique content unique ideas and unique stories and micro SFF is taking that to heart and creating really beautiful little pieces of fiction. The thing about a tweet is that it's only 140 characters long, so if you want to get any kind of emotional impact in it, you have to be very careful about the words that you choose to include and omit. Micro SFF excels at this. Their stories are almost always incisive, carefully constructed, feel great, and infuse some amount of science fiction or fantasy into it, so you still get a glimpse into a world that is adjacent to ours which is always so much fun to read another reason that i recommend them especially on twitter they have a tumblr account but especially on twitter i recommend them because there are occasional not copycats but translation accounts there's one that translates their stories into spanish which is beautiful to read there's also one that i'm looking at here now that's micro sff scots which translates their stories into a Scottish dialect or a Scottish accent, which isn't quite a translation, but still feels great. And you can really get a change in feel. And it's almost like an alternate universe version of the individual story. No matter what, they produce stories at a lovely clip that it's always a treat to find one on your Twitter timeline. So I have to recommend at microSFF. And that'll do it for today. Thank you very much for listening. You can find me on Twitter as Frogger, spelled P-H-R-A-W-G-E-R. The intro and outro song for Shots Fired is Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you on Monday.